Well, at least La La Land won the popular vote. The Trump Report starts now! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Oh, uh, that's right. Mr. Edwin Starr asking an important question for each and every one of you. War, what is it good for? Apparently, 54 billion things is what war is good for. Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt on Twitter and Instagram, at ChristianDMZ. Don't forget to follow the show, at Trump Report ABTV. You can uh, always see what we're all up to, chat with us during the week, share your thoughts with us. Uh, to my left, those of you watching on YouTube Live, welcome. Join us in the chat. You'll see Chelsea is to my right on the camera. This is crazy. Uh, Chelsea Galicia, <laughs> at Chelsea Galicia. Hi there. Thanks for uh, joining us. And way down on the far end of the desk, the one, the only, Scott Moore, at Man 80 Hey. Now, Scott, um, uh, you did a little behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, behind the curtain, let people know. You were running very late. Yes. But you're actually not why we're starting late. We decided that we were going to watch the Trump speech all the way through to completion, and it just happened to work out that that's when you got in here. Now, you were very busy working on budgets for your day job. Did you get so confused doing those budgets while listening to the speech that you budgeted a trillion dollars for next season? I think more like a hundred trillion dollars. You know, oh, I just put the whole, oh boy. The whole US yeah, that's in there. look, that's going to be a problem. But you know what? That's going to make for a really good show. Oh, uh, look, it's fascinating. Some of the things that uh, President Trump called for. Um, I think someone in the studio might disagree, but there was so much spending called for. You would think that the speech might have been written by Bernie Sanders, and <laughs> I, I'm just. What's happening? Oh my gosh! I have myself on. That's that's what's happening in the background. <laughs> I love this show so much. I had it playing in the background. I was like, oh boy, is is Stephen in the booth telling us something? It, I'm also I'm also oh, I was so excited. You know, I was so excited. Look, we we watched a live uh, uh, Trump speech. <laughs> Hi everybody. I. It's the problem is I'm so little at this desk that I kind of get swallowed up by it. I have the giant this laptop. laptop yeah, there. look, I, look, I'm obviously compensating for something, overcompensating, you Yikes. might say. Well, man. But hey, I'm just saying what the people are saying in the chat. In any case, uh, you know, I was listening to that speech and uh, I was like, oh, um, I don't know if I liked it better, but I kind of preferred the circumstances the first time I heard it. The uh, first, I don't know, half of it was basically stuff that he tried out. You know, he did like a dress rehearsal in front of those reporters a couple weeks ago. I was like, this is in the same order, some of the same intonation. Mm-hmm. Look, most people didn't see that. You know, I think that that was probably more for your political junkies or also people who have become junkies since Election Day. Which and makes me very excited. That may be the less, best line exactly. of the whole night, that there are new political junkies. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, there you it's go. The kind that, of junkie I like. That, those too. are your kind you of... want to make more yeah. of them? Yes. Uh, referring back to my thought that, you know, that kind of spending unprecedented for a Republican president mm-hmm. to want to spend so much money. Uh, I sort of half-joking said you would think that you know Bernie Sanders wrote it because, obviously, Democrats certainly feel that a way to solve a lot of problems is to spend money, you know, put them back into various programs. And our friend Jason Blair pointed out that uh, he was using words like investment instead of spending, which is, is kind of a very Bernie tactic. Now, 
Chelsea, I, I think you'll probably disagree that this seemed like something that Bernie would have said. But uh, your overall thoughts before we dive into some of the specifics. Okay, well, because you brought up Bernie, I know that you're dying for me to include that in my commentary and for me to be we really did, defensive we did, and we really did see aggressive. Him. We did see him for a second. <laughs> we did. Yeah. We did. You, by the way, I was watching mm-hmm. with Chelsea. She cried a little when she saw Bernie. Oh, my goodness. Tears of joy! <laughs> Tears of joy! That's oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, when you saw Bernie. Come on. All right. Well, now he's putting, he doesn't put words in <laughs> putting my mouth. Emotions I'm putting tears in your eyes. I have that effect on the ladies. How are you doing? Um, wow. Okay. This weird night just gets weirder and weirder. All right. So, the spending. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of spending. What almost caught me by more surprise was in the same speech that he was making the case for dramatic cuts to the corporate tax rate. Mm -hmm. Again, spreading the falsehood that we have the highest corporate tax rate in the world. It isn't true when you when you look at things, especially because the effective right. tax rate is different from the stated tax rate. And these are things that people have to be a little bit more sophisticated in to really understand. And I think people just like, no, we have the highest in the world. Let's lower it. And it's just too simplistic. So you want to cut tax rates on the corporations and the middle mm-hmm. class. So that leaves the lower that- class. So the lower class is going to completely fund our new military spending, our trillion-dollar infrastructure plan, um, our new spending on vets, and our new spending on the um, task force getting rid of the violent people. Don't forget about Trump care. Billion dollar Somebody's got to pay for Trump care. So, right. so it's it's interesting the math on this. I am not a math junkie, but just <laughs> if you step back from this for a second, and some of what he says, yeah, I can understand and agree with on a surface level. But the problem is you just scratch right beneath and things start to fall apart. I guess we can get into more specific ones sure. as we as mm-hmm. we go through the show. But overall, it's just the math doesn't work or I don't understand. Now, what the difference between what Bernie was talking about and what Trump was talking about, yes, spending in certain areas. But Bernie was saying that we're going to get this money from reclaiming the money that corporations have stashed away by retweaking the tax law so that all the profits do not go to the top 1% who are then sort of hiding money offshore or just... I mean, it, you don't even have to go offshore. You can do it within the country and within the tax shelters. Mm-hmm to avoid paying taxes. And so that's where the money came from under the Bernie plan. I didn't hear where the money is going to come from under the Trump plan. Well, that was not suggested. And I, I think that that's probably one of the, the bigger concerns. Uh, you know, there was there was so much call for spending. And not only did President Trump call for spending, but Paul Ryan stood up like the yeah. budget guy, yeah. the guy who actually is a math I, junkie. Mm-hmm. He also endorsed spending that right. much well, money. I do need to slightly cur- amend myself okay. before I get reamed for this. He did say that we're going, I, I think I heard him say we're going to cut foreign aid. Yeah, I think I heard him say okay. something but to that effect. But if you look at the budget of what foreign aid has been, right. it's not even mm-hmm. close to a compensate for the level of <laughs> yeah. spending that we plan. So, okay, so my conclusion the same. The math doesn't add up, but I do have to add that because otherwise... Yeah, I'm somebody will, 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 will call you out on it. Right. I know, I know. There's a lot of things that are easy to miss, but I was going to say in broad strokes, I thought the actual speech part of it, I was surprised that he actually gave a more presidential-sounding speech compared to anything else he's done in the past. Certainly there was so, a speech uh, writer yeah, involved. Exactly. So it was Using very, hey, new words. There, there always is. Right, but you this know. was 
polished for him. Yeah. And I wonder if he's going to ruin it by tweeting later in the morning, saying it was the best ever and whatever. <laughs> he's going to tweet but, about how much he hates Seth Meyers. That's what's going to happen tonight. But on broad strokes, again, sort of what what you're saying is, Chelsea, is that you can't have it both ways. You know, it, it's like this whole thing with Republicans and in, in, in his speech tonight is, like, yes, we can give tax cuts to the middle class and... Tax and, cuts to the rich. And tax cuts to the rich and we can cut, cut, cut all this stuff, but then we're going to spend on the infrastructure, spend on building the wall, spend on... Uh, insurance, and again, same thing when they repeal Obamacare. Oh, you can still have your pre-existing conditions. You can still have all that, oh. but you can't have it both ways. It's you can't have uh, the the no mandate and then still be able to insure everyone and keep prices and uh, everything level. Uh, it's the same thing with him talking about trade and everything. You can't have uh, the trade barriers happen and have you know cheap products and cheap labor overseas be able to come in and, and give Americans their cheap uh, you know products they like to buy at Walmart and everywhere, and then still have these these expensive factory jobs. You can't have both ways. You either have to find a way of where that's not realistic. And he even said something about, like, he was all the problems can be solved. Like, that's these broad-stroke things that are just not even true or, or even remotely possible, and that, you know, the drug epidemic will be gone. You know, things like that, which we can get into more detail. Sure. But on broad strokes, I, he couldn't have, you can't have it both ways, and that was kind of the problem I had with, with the speech. But the speech itself was the best that he's ever given as far as a yeah, and I mean, I, I think that. part of that is because yeah. he did give it a test he run. He, gave he, it, he uh, kicked the tires yes. on it, it in front like, of those exactly. reporters. But it seemed like he actually prepared back, back for Back when this. he was letting reporters into the press conferences <laughs> yeah. that he would right. give. But yeah, I, I think that, look, it was, it was very effective, obviously very partisan. Right. There was a moment where uh, President Trump said something about, you know, basically saying, let's give it up for law enforcement. And Democrats were very slow to stand up because they were so used to not standing up. I'm not trying to say that Democrats, you know, don't favor law enforcement, which some people might say. I'm saying they're like, oh, oh, this is something we can stand for. Finally, after almost an hour, it, it was a very delayed, like... Mm-hmm. But yeah, this so is one. Can, can we like? Can we get into the law enforcement thing for just a well, second sure. yeah, here? No, I was go back okay, to the top, so some of the other it sounds like he wants you know law and order crackdown. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it sounds like he wants to increase the load of work for law enforcement, right? And then that's helping law enforcement. That's I, I see it the opposite. There's there's a finite amount of work that people mm-hmm. can put in, and we don't want to. Um, allow crime to go up, but what we could do is we could drop the number of laws that we enforce, especially the ones that we know don't really serve us in keeping us safe and that put way too many people in jail and that are actually the cause for a lot of the violence. I'm talking very specifically about ending the drug war. If we had law enforcement not arresting people for marijuana, Mm -hmm. not arresting people for any drugs, the violence around drugs is going to go down. The cartels are going to go down. Mm -hmm. So it's like I agree in supporting law enforcement. It's just I didn't hear him give a, a what I could hear as a valid way to do that. Yeah, and we no, also, Scott, and, you want? Okay. And, and I was gonna say and we also see what they're doing behind the scenes. Like you said, you hear the stuff about Jeff Sessions and the DOJ, you know, wanting to increase marijuana enforcement. You saw the private prison thing that they had talked about getting rid of, and they're keeping that, which again is sort of that big business uh, prison industrial complex. But I was just gonna go back and say at least uh, he attempted to do a unifying message a couple times. Like, we need Democrats and Republicans to work together. And, you know, there were some times where I I was actually surprised that he mentioned the anti-Semitism and everything right off the bat there, you know, the Kansas murder, because he hadn't said anything. And people were very vocal about why has he not said anything about any of this stuff. And he started his speech by mentioning that, um, which I thought actually was good, even though I don't feel like he was coming from a good place. I think he just heard so much people 
vocalizing it that he felt he realized had to do it that at the he top, needed to say something that he needed to do that. Well, and, yeah, and if he had gotten the speech without, without mentioning, mentioning it, that. and it also wouldn't have really fit right. in later, so you, so you just started it. off on the top of that. Yeah. And, and he did attempt to try to say, you know, Democrats and Republicans should work together and, and come up with ideas to make make America great again or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, now what we've established throughout the course of uh, this show, which started, you know, only about 10, 15 minutes ago, is that we're not math junkies. There were definitely uh, some very specific numbers that jumped out, though. Mm -hmm. He talked about the 250th year of the United Mm -hmm. States of America. Now, I think we're all very familiar with 1776. Uh, I was born in 1976, the year of the Bicentennial, and I'm 41, and that would mean that America is 241 years old. I did some very quick, (laughs) very quick addition there, and several times he talked about the 250th year, when it's not like it's next year, you know, it's nine years away. Why are you, you know, beating the drum on that? Probably because nobody's gonna nobody's gonna check the math. He right. even talked about the centennial in eighteen seventy six mm-hmm. and Alexander Graham Bell on the phone, and the light bulb, and I think the iPhone. I don't know much about <laughs> history though. So I was just like, "Where's this two hundred and fifty come from? What is he trying to it accomplish?" Just sounds monumental. Well, that's it what does. it is. Right. It sounds monumental. And speaking of monumental, you know, he talked about. The way that the Earth shifted in yes, 2016 in so November, I saw that. Yeah, and, I had that written down here. You know, the the right chastised President Obama, and granted, it, it was it was very over dramatic talking about you know the 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 sea change, and you know there was I don't remember the exact wording now, but it was just like all right, settle down. Like you know, you're very proud of yourself. He talked about <laughs> the movement and the tens of millions of people who went out to vote. Now you know. Three million more of them voted for someone else, but that's not the point. The the millions that voted for him, him. that was the movement. It was the chorus that yeah. became an earthquake. That, oh, yes. Putting the American citizens that's what, first, that's exactly because only then can we make America great yeah. again. And, and Jason, he said nine years from now, but he kept talking later on about how in the 250th year. Now, even if he wins two terms, which there are probably a lot of people watching right now, which hope that doesn't happen, uh, he's not going to be president in the 250th year. No, yeah. so, can look, I respond to storage yard residents' comment when we have a chance? Um, if you're interested in it, is it the all of those drug laws were made in 1937 to cause problems for minorities? I mean, I, you know, I, there's a little bit of a discrepancy in my understanding of the mm-hmm. dates that the, not all the drug laws were passed in 1937. But it seems that the spirit of that is that you agree that we... The drug laws are outdated. Right. right. I, so, I think he does agree with that. So I feel like this has come can up we before. Get, can we get confirmation on that? Mr. Storage Yard mm-hmm. resident. And you see, maybe this is another point of agreement right. that we can harp on. Uh, and, and it was definitely, you know, 60s, 70s, Nixon era, and they basically came back and said, you know, a lot of those laws were done to disproportionately affect minorities. Because in the name minorities. of unifying, if, yeah. if, we can, if we can get on the same page about that, then I think we've got mm-hmm. a, a, a cause to get behind that is really bipartisan and that could really make a difference. So if we're just reforming the drug laws or are we legalizing and taxing them, which is also a great way to raise a trillion dollars is to have some legal drugs. Although, and to, and to destroy and, the cartels. Right, yes. And we focus, made it ourselves here. And to focus instead of yeah, being a criminal Good fence. old USDA, American-made cocaine. <laughs> right, that's right. Make Not it, see America from overseas. First, but America that, first. But that <laughs> is American-made and yeah. higher American yeah. and made American. Right. There you go. 
and, but and, and focus and focus on it not being a criminal offense, but a mental health and a medical issue, and, and help instead for people that have addictions oh, and other things. Hey, look. So that he would says be yes. I agree, I agree about, about, about that. that. Wow. Now Sorry. the next See, question now is: we have an agreement. Do hold on. Here we go. Okay. Wait. Do we then <laughs> end the drug war? No. This do, is. This is two weeks in a row that you've agreed with Stuart Joe. I know, I'm getting a little frightened now that there's uh, a lot of agreement. We, we have, agree to, with him we too, have to figure out a way to connect offline, but uh, he is going to Skype in for a portion of an upcoming yes. episode, and I really look forward to having him on because, look, we want to have discerning voices on. We like mm-hmm. to have them in the chat. As I've said many times, they're not always easy to find. Did I say discerning? I meant differing. They're discerning, <laughs> too, discerning. in their own way. They're discerning. Yes. Uh, anyway, so that's what we're looking to have. And the interesting thing about the drug war, though, is the the overtures from the Trump administration. This was not in the speech that uh, they're going to crack down on uh, you know states that legalize marijuana. They're going for, for to, recreational they're purposes. Go, yeah, for they me- said medical. They were right. Gonna leave they're going to leave but. that alone, but for recreational purposes. So federal laws are going to be enforced. Which, again, that comes from the party that's supposed to be mm-hmm. about smaller government. And, states and I rights. believe states' rights. Right. You know, the I think that there was a conflict that was fought over states' rights. I don't remember what it was or the name of it. I think it was a big thing in American history. But, again, I don't follow history. <laughs> I think states' rights is supposed to be important. And it's like, oh, states' rights except for the rights that we don't agree with. Right. And that's what the problem – not getting too much into it because I know we have to get yeah, back to Yeah, we have to get back to the speech. But sort of going but, on last week with the transgender bathroom issue, that was a states' rights issue, not a federal, but well, then marijuana recreational is now federal. Speaking that of that, rights. by the way, our friend Jason Blair in the chat points out that watching this speech where Trump is calling for so much spending and you know Paul Ryan is practically mm-hmm. patting him on the back, it seems like the only difference between Democrats and Republicans is the bathroom law at this point. And that was Jason's point in the chat. Mm-hmm. So, look, this was a very Democratic, capital D, speech from President Trump. There are a number of things that were not, but some of oh, these yeah. overall points that we're talking about Well, the infrastructure, far, yeah. for sure, was the biggest one, and that's one I actually agree with. Uh, yeah, although, I, I guess it depends but, on what state you live on. Yeah, I feel like the interstates are, are pretty great, but, I mean, a, if we got to spend a trillion dollars we, we on we got to watch the way that this gets implemented, mm-hmm. because it's not just like, yay, infrastructure. Right. We can all say, it's like, who are yay, your, infrastructure. the companies, and how are they being, right. you know... Just like, for a long time, I was like, drain the swamp? Mm-hmm. Woohoo! I like the sound of right. that. But then, when you look to see what he cites as evidence that he's drained the swamp, it's limited to the uh, limitation on lobbyists. But Which we know, we know that there's a way around, back that. way around that. And there's so much worse swampage that could be drained, yeah. like the corporate influence of in our politics, mm-hmm. the big money in politics, those, the, the entrenched, I mean, he, he even dropped his whole thing about term limits. I didn't yes. hear anything about no, that. No, I didn't either. And I, I was very big on that. that. I was, I'm too. And also all the people he hired in, in, in his cabinet and everything else. Most of those people are entrenched politicians he, or billionaires. Right, the Goldman Sachs crew. Well, well I, I think the, to, to extend the swamp metaphor, he's basically hired a number of mosquitoes <laughs> that are basically going to make it a little bit swampier there. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about, I thought it was an interesting illustration that he used. Uh, he talked about meeting with people from Harley Davidson. And they yeah. talked about, it was a weird it anecdote, weird. but it was interesting the takeaway from it is that they told him that they don't have it's very difficult for harley davidson to do business overseas because their motorcycles are taxed at 100 percent. and look another country wants to have that kind of tariff they can right but his point is that 
you know, we're not having sort of the same thing with foreign goods. You know, we're not having those kind of high tariffs. And it's something to look at. Well, you know, I don't know exactly what his approach is, but it's like, yeah, well, why are we having trouble selling our products overseas when, you know, we can buy foreign goods so cheaply? And it's it's something, it's, I don't know, it's a conversation worth having. Do you agree? Well, I mean, sometimes they have different, I, and I don't know if this is the case with motorcycles. I know zero about motorcycles. But, for example, food. Let's look at food. Sure. Europe has different food safety standards mm-hmm. than we do. Some of our stuff they won't accept. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. But it, when it comes to goods like, you know, take motorcycles out of it, but cars or, you know, I'm, well, I was going to say electronics, but those come from Asia. You know, and the 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 tariff on them are so high. Like I have a friend who lives in Australia, and whenever he comes here, he has like an entire suitcase that he packs with blue mm-hmm. jeans because they're so expensive to have any any clothes from America just in Australia. And, and we don't hate them. Yet, Australia. <laughs> You're going to see. But anyway, uh, so I, I don't know. I, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a valid point, and I, I don't know the solution. But, but that kind of goes back to what we were saying, what I was saying earlier, is like you can't, you know, Americans are so happy to have these cheap products and cheaply made things that are imported over from overseas, and you can't have both. So you, you either have to have the high tariffs and the high, you know, employment rates of, of factory workers and everything, which means your goods and services here are going to be more expensive, too. Or you have to keep letting in the cheap goods and having jobs continue to go overseas and be able to buy your $20 pair of jeans at Walmart. So it's one of those things you can't have both. So you have to give up one or the other. And what that is is, is the thing that everyone has to figure out. But the way his speech was, it was like you can have everything and, and your cake and eat it too. And you really can't. And, and that's a problem. You're, and you're still going to have these big deficits. And he went on and talked about you know the, the deficits over the Obama era of eight years. But you know the thing that they people continuously don't factor in is that doesn't include that's just a raw number that's not taking into effect all everything that's happened from before that does, it still doesn't add up you know like things were less money back in in back in the day and we had a big recession and we were recovering from the recession so there's reasons why there was deficits and and government debt and you know he makes it sound like he's just going to wipe that away and be able to do all this other stuff, but it's not really possible to do that. Yeah, and I mean, and look, not have more uh, debt. As we alluded to earlier, a big part of the speech focused on repealing and replacing. I don't know if he called the disaster known as Obamacare this time. I know he did the last time. I think he might have. There said were it this a lot time. of words, and for some reason, I thought to write them all down. I Unsustainable some of them. is collapsing, yes. imploding, yeah. disaster. So he Those uses are, this he really used colorful language to talk about Obamacare. But the reason that there. A lot of these problems are occurring is because these governors have refused to expand Medicare. So it's like... he so Obamacare would work better with expanded Medicare, and yes. that's not what they're saying. And a okay. lot of right. Republican governors have just said Refused no to, to right? do it. And then the health insurance companies have just been allowed to set the prices, and it... I, it Ugh, I well, I did. I did think that was drug, a good point that he made. How is he going to lower drug prescription well, prices? Yeah, I'm really look, interested to see. When you brought the that. CEOs of these pharmaceutical, yeah, because you in, know in, in, they're like, we the just spent day. 130 million defeating Prop 61 in California, mm-hmm. and now we've got to go up against you. This is going to be a really interesting fight if he means it. I don't understand how he thinks he's going to do that. I would love 
to know. And that's right. the thing, he didn't give a lot of specifics. He no, gave some numbers, but, but again, he didn't give any kind of specifics on how it's going to happen. This isn't the venue for specifics. No, this but, is but, you know, broad promise. But well, that's the thing is because they had to keep it under well, an hour. Actually, that's why. Actually, he did give, he, there were some, some specifics. Numbers. I was interested in these. Okay. The principles in which he wanted Congress to use to guide yes, the replacement. Yes, there were four of them, I believe. The first one is, and this is a problem, pre-existing right. conditions. People with pre-existing conditions have access to plans. Now, at first level, that that sounds good. But Bernie addressed this in the CNN debate with Ted Cruz a week or so mm-hmm. ago, a couple weeks ago yeah. and said access is not the same thing as actual having. You know, I have access to a Ferrari if I just... Yeah, I think there was one parked up front of there, actually. <laughs> you know, so we all have access to it right, if we, if we have, get a big enough rock. It's different that somebody actually has it available to them. And so when you hear words like access, you've got to think a little bit critically about that because we all have access to everything, but access is not the name of the game. Actual affordability right. is the name of the game. And when he he hides behind words like access. So people with pre-existing conditions should not feel better that he mentioned that and used the word access. They should actually be nervous about that. The second was about tax credits and health savings accounts and whatever plan they want it's a it's a lot of well, there was the reference to how Obamacare was sold, which is if you like your doctor, if you mm-hmm. like your plan, you can keep it. And that did prove to not be the case for at least anecdotal evidence. I, sure. I don't know because I don't go to the doctor with everyone in America, it believe just, it or it's, not. It's un- no. I mean, it's really unreal. But tax credits and all that. I mean, sure, you want to subsidize me? That's fine. I don't I don't know how they're they're going to do it. The problem is, and, and they don't want to say this, the problem is unhealthy Americans. Right. are driving up the cost of health care. And it's not fair. I, I mean, I hear this from a lot of people. Not fair, it's not fair, it's not mm-hmm. fair. And I usually try and stay away from that. And I'm like, let's do what's good for the greater good. For the collective. But for right. me, I freaking eat kale all day long. I work out and I try and stay healthy. I And I have to pay for other people's bad eating habits. And that's How not How do you know fair. what I had for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> right? But, right. Or, but, but you're also paying for people that get cancer or other things that are out of their control and and I know what people are saying about that. And but some of those cancers are brought on by sure, diet and lifestyle but choices. But some are not and, and, and some other health issues are, are no fault to other people and they shouldn't have to go bankrupt over and I and I understand but that's the problem with this the Republican plan is they don't want to have to have the mandate, but you, you have to have some way to get the younger, healthier people to be involved. Because right now, this is totally not working for me. $300 yeah. a month for nothing, something no, I, I pay, never I pay more than that. Use. I, I go I, to the I pay female doctor something. once a year. For, and, that, but, and So it's like a $3,000 plus right. appointment. I mean, plus, I got to pay out of pocket for all the labs you, and that. You, of course, have the benefit of youth and not having to go to the doctor. Maybe Actually, as my, often as some people at this desk do. I don't but, go every month, but well, I am. You I, know, have, I need to have health insurance, you know, and that's but, just the way it uh, works. Well, I know, and, that, uh, and part of the other, and, and I have, uh, you know, my husband has pre-existing conditions, type 1 diabetic, no issues at all with his health. Yeah, like, he ha- couldn't help it. Type 1, fine. Type but 2, that's what I'm, saying. I'm, like, I'm taking issue he, with people. But he needs to go to the doctor. He needs to have the pre-existing conditions covered. Those type of things are very important. And again, I've seen the, the some of the GOP plans out there, and which again, he didn't really mention in detail, and it's basically giving tax credits, but giving more to older people no matter what your income is. So someone like Bill Gates or someone that makes billions of dollars can get a big tax credit to go towards their health insurance because they're spending more on health insurance than a younger person. And again, it really doesn't 
it doesn't work out. And I'm not again a math person either, even though I do budgets. <laughs> I'm just making no the numbers wonder you were at work so late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, it it you know, or or you could give but, Bill Gates a tax credit where he could get a decent haircut. Uh, finish your thought no, because I, saying, I wanted but, to read but some that's comments part in the chat. Of the problem is that, like you said, Chelsea, the words are very important on what he used on that, and and pre-existing people or people with pre-existing conditions having access, things like that are very important. Because what kind of access is that? What is the affordability? But we got to be? be careful, and I think we what? should stay away from the word access because right. access is a euphemism well, is. for I'm, making it really expensive and sure, you can't you really have, access have it, to it. Which I'm very glad you mentioned because right. the first comment I wanted to read in the chat is our friend Kim K, the real Kim K. Thank mm-hmm. you for being there as always. Uh, there's a vast difference between access and affordability. Yeah. Uh, our friend Jason Blair is with us tonight. He says that health savings accounts are the way to go. Doctors will only start caring about costs if their customers actually care about how much they have to pay out of pocket. Uh, I, I certainly understand the logic behind that, and that's one. And I, well, I'd sure like to know how well that would work because it, it sounds logical. Uh, someone who I haven't seen in the chat mm-hmm. before, so I want to make sure I read their comment. Art Master Austin Prophet. Interesting name, sir. Uh, <laughs> I was disappointed that, and I, I like that you call President Trump, you call him Triumph. So... The insult comic president, I suppose. Uh, I was disappointed that he didn't address how he's going to lower taxes. Exactly. There's so much spending talked about. Mm -hmm. And look, President Obama talked about spending. President Bush. Everybody talks about spending. And usually these kind of speeches happen as the State of the Union. And they don't have to talk about where the money's going to come from. But we'd all like to know... You know, look, he's not talking about spending. He's talking about spending trillions of dollars. And there was the news earlier in the week that it's going to come at the expense of some of these other programs. Like he said, like, we're going to reduce spending in the Middle East. How are we going to reduce spending in the Middle East when we're about to attempt to wipe out a group from the face of the planet? And FYI, you don't think they just made a video out of Trump saying that they're going to wipe them off the face of the planet? That is angering more people. That is... So the wrong way to go. That is almost the same as him giving people a month's notice about when he's going to go attack. It's the same kind of Absolutely. judgment error. Right. Uh, Storage Yard resident says that uh, Christian had three triple cheeseburgers for lunch. Remind me to uh, put tape over the little webcam on my camera. <laughs> Apparently he's able to see what I have. But uh, Jason points out again, Jason Blair, uh, President Trump didn't talk about individual tax cuts because he was so busy talking about a quadrillion dollars in new spending. Uh, Nahum Dyer is very fixated on the notion that money shouldn't exist and that we're all Mm -hmm. beholden to green pieces of paper, or at least in this country. I know there's a lot of pretty colored money in the rest of the world. Uh, The fact of that... It's not money that is evil. It is what is done in the name of it. Mm -hmm. By yeah. some evil people. Yes, so let's not money itself let's is not, not focus evil. on the, in, the in, inanimate object right. called money. Because it's, it's yeah, that's, the behavior we, of people we're the ones assigned value also, to it, and, and we as humans are the ones yeah. that uh, evil people. Nahum, we need to see how much do you own? What what stake in Bitcoin do you own? Because <laughs> I feel like that must be why you're saying that. Anyway, so uh, thanks to everybody who's in the chat. Uh, we'll uh, get back in there one more time before we leave. Did uh, we finish out? We didn't finish the principles of. No, the- no, we didn't. So are we on principle three? Three or? is state governments should expand Medicaid. I was like, whoa. Right, hey, right. Whoa, I know. Whoa, and exactly. Whoa. That was part of the issue That's to begin with. Yeah. With the Republicans. Now, now you want to start yeah. that? Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Number four, unnecessary costs bring down price of drugs. Yeah, great. I think some people have been trying to do that for yes. a while, but the big pharma won't let them. I don't know if he's knows how this whole thing works. Mm-hmm. Big pharma is like the largest lobbying group of all of them. Bigger than oil, banking, all of them. 
Now, he also talked about being able to buy health insurance across state lines, and I understand the idea that that breeds competition. I I also don't know if that's the role of the federal government, you know, to tell states what they have right. to do. Again, a Republican president, right. I don't know if that's the sort of thing but, that they ought to be advocating. But that's sort of the thing that they talk about. It's like, again, it's states' rights versus federal whenever it's convenient for them. So, again, the state line thing, is, and there's been discussion about how that's going to work, and it doesn't necessarily work very well. Does this mean that we would go to doctors in other states? No, it just means that your insurance you could get an insurance from that's available in Idaho or somewhere else right now where they're just available in state lines. Right. You could I mean, get an insurance plan I mean, I based mean, somewhere else. I mean it sounds good, more competition, but, but then why then are all the rates going to go up because everybody from California is going to want to buy it from. Well, if you if you use another kind of insurance as an example, you use automobile insurance. You know there are mm-hmm. states that have some really right, prohibitive rules. rules, and there are companies that won't insure drivers from New Jersey, not just for the obvious joke of all mm-hmm. drivers from New Jersey being terrible drivers. I grew up there, I know, but <laughs> it's also just you know the the regulations. So I can see that that could be a problem, and then you know the state. Like, just use an example, New Jersey would have to change some of those things so that rates could be lower if you could buy it from New York or Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, I would and, imagine, and, would be much and cheaper. I, and I wish that people would look at this more holistically. There's a reason why Americans are so unhealthy. Why are we so unhealthy? Can we look at the food quality? Can we look mm-hmm. at what's allowed to be put in there? Can we look at the subsidies Set, that and we're... The, and the sedentary lifestyle that people don't even... I mean, I mean, look, I didn't, I, no I didn't come here today for this to be an intervention. Could you guys just lay off a little bit? All right, it's it's very hey, stressful. I stress eat. Listen, <laughs> you can still be eating the same thing, mm-hmm. but it would be harder to eat as many double cheeseburgers if those double cheeseburgers weren't so dang cheap because right. the corn had been subsidized to blow up those cows. So, I mean, would anyone watch bigger... if we did a whole episode on corn subsidies? Because it's actually something that no, it drives me crazy, and I could very easily you, you can know, do a whole <laughs> several episodes. Yeah. A, no, no, a exactly. But I, I'd want to bring like an expert, someone yeah. who understands a corn subsidy yeah. expert, a cornologist, uh, or, or a corn, corn lobbyist, a cornologist. Uh, yeah. So I uh, wanted to. I like some holistic thinking here. Yeah. Bigger th- like healthcare is not just about healthcare; it's about food, right? Because you're, you're going to pay for it thing. on one end. I was going to say going in or going right. out, but that is the wrong analogy. Now, we got a late start tonight, so we do only have a few more minutes. So mm-hmm. I wanted to move past the speech, even though there's there's plenty more. Right, with the uh, vouchers and yeah, all the, gosh, the school vouchers voice, and the immigration. The oh, you know what? I'm glad voice. you no, I'm glad you, t- you have that note on, because I did take that note, but I scrolled past the it. Victims, Talk about what that is. It's a new Homeland Security office oh, called yeah, Victims of Immigration mm-hmm. of Crime Engagement. And by the way, mm-hmm. that was the most... Of that? that was the most audible boo of the night and yes. I don't think it was because of the ideas behind that just because it was a terrible acronym voice of crime you know, the, uh, engagement yeah. of oh, crime wow. engagement yeah you're just you're trying too <laughs> yeah. hard and yeah I think I, I don't know I mean look this is probably a difference of opinion for the different people in that room but what exactly does that mean? What are you going to do for the victims of immigrant crime engagement? And if I they weren't worried is, about the stupid acronym, right. the title of it could have made more sense. This, this is where I think they're going to have lists of uh, victims of crimes, criminals. Right, which they talked about. They wanted the, to do Maybe that. the Muslim registry will go under this because this is you know mm-hmm. trying to prevent 
victims of crime and gate. I, I, I just think it's like a, a catch-all for a lot of where things that he's proposed that don't currently yeah, fit into little, anything that we do it's now. A little, it's a little scary because I do agree with you. I think it's a way of being able to put lists out like they've talked about and when immigrant illegal immigrants are committing crimes, when we have a lot of crimes that we see committed by American citizens and it's it's so I mean so it, this is what we need we need we need no EPA and we need voice right. okay all is right in the world now and apparently what we also need so are total sarcasm school choice vouchers which uh, right. was you know, something that he's talked about before and we've talked about on this show and I think we've gone round and round I like the idea of it the but again idea. only if you can pay for it where everyone's getting these opportunities right. and of course if everyone can go to whatever school they want to then I don't believe that the really bad schools are going to get better. Exactly. I that's... believe that they will be shut and then you'll have, you know, like 90 kids in sort of like hammocks throughout a very small classroom, sort of an elaborate system. Right. And and that, I'll, and, I'll sketch and, and, for well, No, week. but I was like, and that's part of the problem. And then having our tax dollars go to someone's to be able to go to a religious school or to be able to go to private, you know, it just, it doesn't work. And like you said, then there's a vacuum at your local schools that need to be taken care of and, but it sounds good on paper. Look, these, yeah, look, and a lot of this sounds good on paper. Even people who aren't fans of President Trump or, or weren't. And look, there are people who are coming around because he says things that are like, yeah, all right. Yeah, he's going to defeat ISIS, which, by the well, way. He said in 30 days, he's he already fe- behind schedule look, on that. Look, if he defeats <laughs> ISIS, that's going to be amazing. You know. I, well, no crime or no drug epidemic anymore either, according to his, his speech. It's I gonna, know. It's going to go to nothing. I don't know how that's going to happen when a lot of what's fueling in that is our own uh, prescription drugs in this country being so readily available. Right. Yeah, um, and that he, then he says that they're pouring in at unprecedented yeah, levels. In, that's in, and that's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. What did Most you, of the drug use is now is on, well. I'm I know we were going to on this, but we were going to move on to education. What did you think about what he said in terms of having you know states like Canada, states, <laughs> states like Canada, and countries like Australia? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, having merit-based immigration. You know, can you come to this country and provide for yourself? If any of us have. Friends who've tried to live in Europe, you need to be able to prove that you can, you know, provide for yourself. You'll have a job when you get there. It uh, will again, be so interesting to me when I see American citizens working in the farms, right, that's what I was working just in say. the, um, the uh, where is it that they kill animals? I can't even think of this. What are, what are they called? Slaughterhouses. Thank you. Uh, Thank if you think you. It's, just, it's, the, it's the house where they slaughter animals. Thank you. Working as a, you know, seam, working in uh, clothing and textiles and, and, and working for, yeah, I'd love to I, see that because what's, that's... What's going to happen is that they're going to deport all of them mm-hmm. and then, then this is what's going to happen. Then the cost of fruits and vegetables is going to go way right, up. Right, which and is then what we're talking go about. You eat can't McDonald's more both. and get more unhealthy and then I'm going to be even more yeah. pissed I, about I feel, how much I'm paying in healthcare. I feel like you would probably also drive a lot of those businesses out of the country because if you know people have to prove where they're working, having official paperwork that says I work here and I'm getting paid this much, then all of a sudden some of these companies who maybe have less than savory business practices are like, oh, we can't stay in business. I mean, that, I, I that's think exactly like, the problem and that's what yeah. we were saying is that a lot of these companies like these big farms and everywhere else employ and they know they're employing illegal uh, people. Well, because I saw like a, a Vice episode mm-hmm. where they were covering the dairy farms. Right. Those farm uh, the owners think they cannot find American of citizens. Course, right. That's exactly the issue. And, and, and if jobs. these people were to be deported and come in the legal route, which they're saying... Those people would not be; they would be at the bottom of the list because Storage you would let those merit-based people Americans in first. Americans used to do all those jobs. Maybe 
I don't know so I, much I about that. I don't know how much they want but them. Because, will they, so will they do them now, now is the question. Now. Because I think a lot of them, a lot of people live in states, you know, that have sort of very liberal programs. And I don't mean liberal as in terms of the party, but, right. you know, where government assistance will be provided to you. So it's like, well, why am I going to take a job in the field when, you know, and again, you're not going to make that much money. So no. it's a, it is a problem. I don't know There's how you're going to get. The price of milk and things again, like that is going to go way up, which is it. fine. I'm trying to get off milk. It's not that no, healthy right. for you people. Yeah, but you can't but, have it both ways. And that's exactly what it is. You can't deport people and then to, have them come in. To you which can't. Jason makes the point. Pay someone enough, they'll do the work. Americans will do those jobs. And but then not how much wages. are you going to pay but for But then again, now. everything right. will cost more, more and all these businesses will go. Right. And we're all going to just eat Trump food and drink mind, Trump milk. I don't Trump mind everybody <laughs> eating less. That might help bring the cost of health care down. Yeah. Well, but some people I don't. Know, I was like, don't it's still won't. I, that's going to make me scheme. really unpopular that I'm saying <laughs> we should eat less, America. <laughs> Eat less and move more. Exactly. See, there, there you go. If, if, if only Michelle Obama was still around to get people to eat less and move more. Uh, our, our time has uh, essentially dwindled, oh. so we did start late, but we wanted to watch the end of the speech. And uh, thanks to yes. everybody who was in the chat and also everybody watching. And for uh, anyone who watches the archive version or listens to it, please tweet us any thoughts and comments <laughs> at Trump Report ABTV. You can follow us there, like us on YouTube, comment on the, the YouTube archive. And please take a brief moment and rate and comment on iTunes. That is the sort of thing that helps the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, So thanks to everyone who joined us. And special thanks to me. No, special thanks. (laughs) I just thought that would be funny. Special thanks to uh, our regulars, uh, Scott Moore, at S-Man80. Chelsea Galicia, at Chelsea Galicia, I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ, and once again, we're all color coordinated. We, we did not plan on this, <laughs> and for those of you listening on audio, you're like, I have no idea. And I don't we're, care. We're all wearing teal, everyone listening <laughs> uh, In any case, thanks so much, and we will see you next Tuesday night at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. Thanks so much, everyone. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.